All right, guys, welcome back. Episode three of How Can We Be Better? You know, T, I think on this episode, we should um, we should highlight who asked the question. What do you think? Terry's got a mouthful of oats right now, so he's he's unable to talk. I think that's a big step if you really want to go there. Um, what do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Transparency is a big thing with us, you know? Yeah, maybe we wait. Wait an episode? Yeah. We, okay. need to inter- we need to debate it internally before we, we do that. I, you know, instead of us debating it internally, let's put out this episode and then let's ask everyone else. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Um, we're going to start chronological order, bottom to top, right? We've got, let's see, 18 questions on the docket for today. Probably some wow. illegitimate ones, but we're going we're gonna to answer them anyway. All right. All right, guys. Episode three. How can we be better? Uh, Question number one. Do giveaways in business peeps get used to discounts but never get used to freebies? Are you familiar with John Taffer of Bar Rescue? Yes. All right. So this is a John Taffer Bar Rescue 101 quote, right? Yes. Hmm. Like straight from the mouth of John Taffer. He's like, you, you can't discount. You got to give people, you got to give it away for free. People won't expect things for free forever, but they'll expect a discount forever. Hmm. So T, how do you feel about doing giveaways? So essentially they were, ta- they were trying to say in this question, like don't discount in this statement. But, they're saying do, do more, do more giveaways. I, I, I actually think we should. Um, Great. How often? I think surrounding, you know, new product launch. Okay. I so every time we launch a new product, what else? And a new colorway. And a new color. Yeah. So every time we launch a new product or a new colorway, new rule, we give it away. You give like a couple away. Okay. Or one. How many is couples? Two. One. Two or one. How about tag a friend? Both of you get it. So two. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Should we do a giveaway today? Yeah. We never did one with the stone gray. We did one with the with the Broadway blue. Stone gray giveaway today? Yeah, let's do stone gray. All right, I like it. Wow. Um, question number two. Can't find your products at Equinox in South Florida called all the stores. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I was down at Equinox in... Aaron, where'd we go? Adventura. We went to all of them. Brickle. Brickle. We we went to Brickle, and they weren't in Brickle, but they had them previously. Yeah. Um. I don't. You know, it's we just talked with our with the the head buyer at Equinox yesterday, and we're reopening up that conversation. So we'll bring this kind of this data point to them, and we'll say that we need to be back in South Florida. Plus, we've just got some great people in South Florida. Yeah, they tend to actually circulate the product around a little bit. It's it's what a lot of retailers will do generally. They're always kind of testing different markets and seeing what what sticks the best. So that might be what's happened. I mean, maybe I'm sure they sold through some of it. That's the that's the optimistic way of looking at it as well. Yeah. Um, but probably a combination of the two. The beautiful part about this too is that you you picked up the phone and you called them. 
and you said, do you have Wolico? Which then triggers a chain reaction of um, kind of like messaging up the ladder, hopefully, to where they're like, people are asking for Wolico in South Florida. So uh, if you want it in your market, that's one of the better ways to do it. Call and ask for it. Yes. Great. Um, next question. So two down, 16 to go. We're going to a breakneck pace today, okay? Workouts on the east side. It's not a winky face, but it's like one of those happy faces with like a slight smile. Yeah, I think we should we should definitely host workouts on the east side of Manhattan. I think um, there are probably two major factors that go into determining whether or not somebody shows up to a workout. It's time of day and ge- geography, location. Geographic proximity to so, where they need to be. I mean, there are some heroes that'll, that will just... I mean, time is difficult if you... If you work, you're, you know, limited by the hours by which you work. But we've had some people really travel distance for, for our workouts, but, um, you know, I think it's only fair that we, that we balance it out. You know, we are over here in Tribeca and that's on the West side and that's where we spend most of our time. And it's, uh, you know, it's part of our brand, but, um, maybe like on a, at a one to three one to three cadence, we, you know, we are make you it sure east. about that? <laughs> one to Do five. Do you want to be on the record of one to three? Well, it doesn't need to be Wolica Wednesday. It that's, could just be, and I think that's important. It could be an additional workout, yeah. maybe in the evening, because people have asked yes. for evening workouts too. So uh, I'm okay with taking this stance. In the month of June, we will do one p.m. workout on the east side. Thoughts? I don't see why we can't. Okay. We're going to have to translate this later to Lindley or we don't tell her and then we test her to see if she listens to the podcast or not. Yeah. I, like I think that. we give it a week and we'll be like, Lindley, like, did you listen to, to be the honest? Podcast? To be honest, I was looking at our, our metrics yeah. uh, yesterday yep. through SoundCloud and L- Lindley was one of our top listened listeners. All right. Well, she had like, three listens on the previous there's, one. There's so, only been two so if she doesn't, so far, so. I'm telling you, but she's, she's at she's the top. It. it was literally called her out. There were like two people. All right. That <laughs> Shout out to Lindley. Uh, question four. And I really, really like this question, right? Because we've, we've been talking about it a lot recently. Divide or categorize your apparel into general fitness, running, lifting, etc. So not hyper, sport focused, right? Like he's not asking for like marathon running or jogging or uh, ultra marathon or uh, professional weightlifting or CrossFit. He's asking for these like buckets, right? Mm-hmm. Of general fitness, running and lifting, etc. So it's kind of lifestyle focused, but why don't you, uh, why don't you give some insight into how we're thinking about this? Yeah, I, we've we have i mean i think for us it's really mostly about starting in areas that that we see most uh our customers adopting activities that we think our customers adopt at a large scale so running is is a big one i think we found that to be kind of like a default form of exercise for the vast majority of of our customer base so we actually we're kind of starting there uh, we're getting more specific with products that we're putting into our offering more specific than we ever have. And 
you know, I think one of the, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is actually building product that can actually transcend activity. And, you know, it's, it's actually been crucial for starting out because, you know, we can appeal to, to, a, um, a broad, a broader audience by, um, uh, by doing that. And as a small business, it's really important that, that we can, you know, reach, um, you know, we don't pigeonhole ourselves too much with our, with our product offering. Yeah. But no, no. we have, and beyond that, we have some ideas for even, yeah, actually I, this isn't a consensus idea. This is more of like an idea that I have. Mm-hmm. I've noticed even just based on geography and like where you live, um, more the tip, more the t- tip, topography, topography of where you live. Right. So if you live in a mountainous region, that's like outdoors, um, lots of, you know, mountains, trails, rivers, the whole thing, like your, your style and the way that you, the way that you dress, you might be a runner, uh, but you're dressing a lot differently than, than the runner in New York city. Um, I've seen, I've, I feel like there's that kind of that mountainous, the city, the city dweller, and then even the coastal, the coastal dweller. Southern California, Southern California, yep. uh, where wardrobe actually changes a little bit. So I think, you know, activity, but then there's also kind of region that I think impact the way that people dress. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, we, we talked about on the retreat last week, we talked about kind of building, uh, the way that we look at, uh, our product offering in terms of lifestyle fit, right. Instead of sports specific fit, more of lifestyle fit. So when you think about the Northeast, right, New York, Boston, Philly, I mean, I guess DC kind of falls into that region, right? Like there's, there's, it's so unique. The culture in each city is so unique, but you know, um, there are consistencies. And then when you go to, you know, let's Denver, you know, Utah, even Austin, right? Different than maybe Southern California. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's something that we're starting to play with, but you're spot on. We, we want to look at the way that we categorize or divide um, our apparel into more lifestyle concentric buckets as opposed to sports specific buckets. So, yeah, it's coming. Cool. Um, next one. You ready? Yeah. For new products, can you be more specific with what month you plan on releasing that new product? Yeah, and I... The answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, we can. What do we have coming up? Like this, this might be helpful for people. Like what we have so much stuff in the pipeline right now, guys, New York city, sirens, street traffic. Like I, I almost want to hold the microphone out the window so people can understand like how much chaos 24, seven, <laughs> 365 goes on just even, in our neighborhood, even down in Tribeca. It's, yep. it's kind of off the beaten path, but we, we get it. Um, we have some collections that are exciting coming in the not too distant future. Um, one surrounding pride month. Yep. Which we're pumped about. Really um, excited about it. Uh, what was beyond what was after that pride? Um, oh, <clears throat> our way of life collection. Aaron way of you, life. Do you want to chime in here? <laughs> no, okay. Me. The way of life collection is, um, is also in works. What's the way of life collection? You know, I'm going to save that for, there's another, another question. question that somebody asked. Yeah. It dovetails really nicely. Um, but again, more of like a, 
a capsule that kind of is a bit more limited in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily going to be around forever. Yep. But, you know, it, it allows us to be more creative um, and express ourselves, express our brand, um, both the pride and the way of life capsules. Um, so those are exciting. And then beyond that, we have um, in July, August, we'll be launching, honestly, kind of like a melee, melee of product, which I won't do justice. Um, July, August. July, August. There's, there's some real stuff coming. There's a lot, but we'll, we'll, we'll be... communicate on social and email. We'll like, be a lot more pointed about it. And we're actually, we want to almost go back to kind of like our Kickstarter route, the roots, and really, really do a great job of presenting these products, not only representing what they are before we launch them, but also um, nailing down the that precise timing yeah. for the launch. You know, and this is like, in terms of like ownership, I think we did a, a, a decent job of the tea and the tank when we launched it, right? Like we, we had some, uh, some decent like imagery and collateral that went out leading... Aaron's like, because I forced you to do it, which she's, she is very right. That's um, why she's here. But yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think we did a decent job around those, but there wasn't, we didn't give enough lead time, right? Like we don't communicate the process enough. And I think that this is a component of that, right? We get to communicate what's coming up, what we're working on, on a, on a weekly basis. So anybody that's listening to this, will start to get like a small insight into what's in development, what's going on when we're planning on launching it. So July, August, there's a lot of things in the pipeline and we'll be communicating those things more regularly. Um, but that's a great question and we hear it should, I'm going to go in order, but, uh, that like that question fits really well into the, into one that we're going to get into later. Cool. Uh, I like this question too. What are your thoughts about Lululemon's men's workout products? I have, I have a POV here. Go for it. Drop it. Cool. I think that from the lens of technical construction, I think Lulu does a fantastic job. I think what they do really well is they uh, build products that are technically sound and worth the price point. Um, the disconnect with Lulu came for me when I started to figure out who they were as a brand and what they represented. I have read Chip Wilson, the founder of Lululemon's book. Um, I've read like the origin story of where the brand comes from. Um, So for me, more important than technical construction and quality of product is like what something stands for. Uh, And I think that the the infancy stages of Lululemon were really interesting. Um, but where the brand has grown over time isn't necessarily something that I identify with. So I think they, they do a great job when it comes to technical construction, uh, more better than Nike, better than Under Armour, better than Adidas. I just don't think that the brand really speaks to me. So when it comes to their workout products, I think they do a, a great job and they've got a ton of money in R&D and um, doing all the right things there. But when it comes to the brand that sits behind it, I just don't think enough people know what Lululemon means and where it came from. Yeah, no. <clears throat> well, well put. I don't have a ton more to add other than just, you know, I think when I originally started Wolico, one of the reasons I, I founded the business was because I 
I felt that a lot of the big brands that were trying to sell me active apparel um, were almost uh, presenting themselves as this kind of aspirational, but more than aspirational, even almost unattainable lifestyle that I felt really was unrealistic and not truly, you know, empathetic to what it was that I, I went through on a daily basis. So, you know, I think there's this, you know, a particular customer that, that fits for Lulu, but I felt that there was really the, the masses of, of people like myself, um, were being missed, uh, misrepresented. So that's, you know, it's a large part of where Woloco comes from. Again, this question was more directed towards products specifically. I realize I'm, I'm getting away from that, but, um, like Nick said, they make, they make great product. It's they're innovators and they, uh, have set the bar really high for, for all the brands kind of in the category. Yeah. I think, you know, and they helped, I think guys recognize like what quality looks like, you know, like that mm. there's a yeah. big jump in price when you go from Under Armour to Lululemon and there's a reason for it because there is quality there. It's just like, like I said, like, I just don't think anybody listening right now knows what Lululemon means. And like, that's just enough for me to not want to spend my money there. Um, cool. Uh, this one's from a, from a family member, but we won't name names. I sweat a lot and my shirts smell. Can you please fix this? He's the sweatiest person. <laughs> Like ever, like I'm not even, I've been around some sweaty people and, uh, actually played collegiate athletics with him. And there was this one time, uh, actually I think this was in the state championship in high school where we were playing a game, literally the state championship, 95 degrees in June. And he took his shoes off in, at like halftime dumped sweat out of his shoe like it was literally oh okay anyway, so we're dealing with like this i've i've run with this this individual as well and i can attest they are a very very sweaty person yeah um well we are you know there's probably ways to like work on that oh, i bet you if he I, he's I'm a doctor I, he's a doctor so he knows I guarantee you he's tried everything and anything i feel like if he put himself in like a you know, a sauna twice a day for like, you know, like 40 minutes a day for like two weeks and then went outside and in like 95 degree weather, his body would acclimate and it would be like, okay, like 95 degrees ain't nothing. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should buy this guy a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get well, back to all that. I would say on the, how topic do we make of, the shirts not the sh stink? What I would say on the topic of the shirts is I think, you know, we, we haven't, chemically treated our shirts there's a lot of um a lot of technology out there that we've been sold or attempted to be sold um to apply to our fabrics talking about polygene i mean that's not, one not of them, to, right? yeah that that might be that's one of them one of them but like i've i just been, want people to know that we like we look into this stuff yeah yeah so we're not gonna we haven't we've chosen you know, not to apply chemicals to fabric. Um, you know, I'm sure there, there are tons of complexities that go along with like the environment with environmental 
um, repercussions, but also just it. We're more interested in kind of the fiber um, because that's intrinsic to the garment, whereas the chemical, you know, application of of something uh, will wash away, and you know, it's not really going to last. It might last like five to ten washes, and then and then it's gone. Um, <clears throat> so, that being said we are actually in the process of developing um sourcing a more technical fabric for our tees and tanks um yeah we're sourcing more technical fabric for our tees and tanks and um yeah the plan is to solve that spe- you know definitely solve that specific problem yeah you know what i think is it's a, a component of this is like fixing the sink and the well right like i think that the inevitably like shirts when you sweat in them and you really put them to work every day or on a consistent basis, like they're going to, they're going to collect sweat, especially if you leave them, you know, in a, in a clothes bin for a few days and they don't go immediately in the washer or dryer. There's probably a degree of like real, like real, um, like care instructions that we could lean into that we haven't yet. Like even just like mm-hmm. how to take care of your products better, how frequently should you wash them? You know, what, what temperature water, like, are there specific, like, um, you know, uh, clothes detergent that's better suited for, for our stuff. So I think that that's a component of work that we need to do that we haven't yet, but I'm excited to do it. Yeah. Cool. Um, a true Navy color option have trouble matching my intrepid blue. Meaning I think what they're saying is the intrepid blue isn't a true Navy and they have trouble matching it to other things that they wear. <clears throat> no, it's good. I mean, it's a good point. I think navy, navy is a cra- kind of a crazy color because it comes in so many different shades. Um, it's not quite like black or white. Um, <clears throat> and you know, it's easy. Sometimes you can see a little purple in mm-hmm. a navy. You could see a little red in a navy. Um, <clears throat> We are adjusting the color of our navy. Um, I don't. I think it will be a truer navy, but it's actually going to be a touch lighter. Um, there is an argument of going more towards like that midnight midnight navy that I think this individual might be asking for. Yeah, which we'd love to do. Um, and honestly, I just I'm I'm going to take that take that feedback um because you know i think as it relates to our black our navy and our gray especially we want to make sure that that those colorways those are colorways that'll stay like they're they're going to be here for a long time so we really want to make sure that that we've really got that the color dialed in yep um because it to, to this customer's point the those colors are a bit more universal and almost conservative, which allows, makes it easier to match outerwear, like outer shorts, a shirt, socks, to that base layer color. Um, so they're really important because they're more neutral. Uh, so striking striking the right balance on colors is huge. Yep. So point, cool. t- point Feedback taken. noted. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, vlogs. How can we get better? Vlogs. I think that's that's my favorite question statement. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the, what what it is for me is how do we uh, how do we do a vlog that's right for our business, right? You know, I uh, I reached out to his name's R.J. Kaminsky. Is that it? Oh yeah. Right. Yep. So I reached out. R.J. is like one of the uh, he's the host of the PLL, right? The the Players Lacrosse League. Premier Lacrosse. Premier League. Lacrosse League. Um, it's launching. And, yeah. But you know, it's like launching this week. And I, you know, he he just he does a great job of. I mean, like, there's not. I don't think there's a single professional league out there that has a vlog, right? Barely. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of the relationship that he's built with the players and the way that he, you know, he has obviously a unique cinematic style. Like, I just think he does a really, really good job uh, at, you know, creating a, a vlog style format that's right for their business. So for us, you know, it, we can't just, you know, turn on a camera and like follow what we do every day and think that that product is going to be right for for our audience. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think showing more of like a, an inside look at kind of what's going on here on a day-to-day basis and what we're building. And, you know, like there's so many amazing things that are happening just by sheer proximity of how many cool things that we have going on on a regular basis. But uh, I've, we've got to figure out the format for it. And then it's got to become sustainable, right? Like they're doing daily vlogs over there. Like we don't have the capacity to do daily vlogs. We're looking at interns right now, potentially. So if you're a vlogger and you want to intern for us, yeah, there's an interesting conversation to have there. But uh, the the vlogs thing, I, as much as I love it, I just like people don't recognize how much of a beast it is to do a daily or a weekly vlog. Yeah, no, agree. I mean, I think there could be a hybrid product of sorts that's, you know, a little bit more of a portal into our our day to day. You know, maybe it's a monthly a monthly thing that we put together. Um, you know, it's we work so hard and and. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, like our heads are down and we're building and, you know, we're, we're building on, on a dream and, and we're building for the future. And, you know, there's, there's always that like 2% of me that's like, shit, I wish we could like, I wish we had more of this. Yeah. Do you, do you know what, carry do forward. you know what? So here, what scares me is that we wake up in 15 years and we're exactly where we thought we would be, which is, you know, which, you know, it's like tough. It's, we're all living in the past. Like we're already there. Right. But what scares me about that process is that we'll wake up in 15 years and we won't have more of this, right? Like we won't have these conversations documented. We won't have the videos to support. We didn't take enough pictures. We didn't document the process enough. Mm -hmm. So that's what scares me. So like this strikes a real chord. We just got to figure out a format that resembles this that makes it, um, that makes it, uh, that gives us the ability to sit down for 30 minutes to record an episode and the post-production process is seamless enough so that it doesn't detract from the business that we're trying to build and grow. Yeah. It's got to support the business and it's got to make sense with everything else that we're doing. Yep. Cool. So maybe we like noodle on that, but you know, like we, we do it a touch with Instagram stories. Like Maybe it's uh, Instagram TV or maybe it's Instagram Live that's weekly and episodic and more regular because that's what a vlog is. A vlo- vlogging is video logging. You're, you're just literally taking videos and you're logging them. Yeah. Right? If there's anything that you that interests anyone that's listening about our business. Or the process. Or the process. Like whatever it is that's interesting. We want to hear it. 
Yeah, DM us. Cool. Nick, respond to a text. This is two weeks in a row that I'm getting called out by two different people. <laughs> I clearly do not answer text messages, respond to emails well. Um, I mean, you know what's cool about this? People know where I live. You know, like <laughs> that's like the next step of this. People are just going to start rolling through. And I think that would be amazing. Like you, you just can al- you can always, roll up. You can always buzz, buzz the tower. Uh, we have a camera, so <laughs> if we don't answer, if you're sketchy, <laughs> really? then that's that's why. Or Terry, you can call Terry or text Terry. Terry answers yeah. his texts and calls. I, I do my best. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I'm yeah. Like I I there, there's I love you. Like that's all you need to know is I I love you. Right. We'll we'll get on the phone soon. Um, any Wallaco Wednesdays in the evenings this summer, or maybe Wallaco weekends. So I thought about this this morning, literally between like the first 10 minutes of getting out of bed. I was like, we, we've got this amazing format of Wallaco Wednesdays. It's building, it's growing. We had 40 plus people there this week. Like it's, it's just killer, right? The six thirty time slot works well for people. Um, the sun we've gotten blessed with amazing weather. And now it's like, okay, what's next. Right. And like, I think I want there to be a bit more of a social component where people can really chop it up because as the numbers start to grow, it becomes more and more difficult for you and I and Aaron and Lindley and the rest of the team to like go around and physically meet every single person and like get to know people on a bit deeper of a level, like establish a deeper connection with them that it's not like, Hey, we're just coming here to sweat and work out. Like we're literally showing up for each other week in and week out because you know, this is our time that we can reconnect. So, you know, I want to figure out something like we need to do something, whether it's a, you know, PM run club or like, you know, once a, like every other week we have some type of social event, but there's gotta be something else. Like we need to do more. Well, we have a next week we have showroom hours, showroom hours. We got to start talking about that. I know. Well, I was actually question. Someone is in town. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, before that, we you know we host showroom hours out of our um, out of our showroom office in Tribeca, and with the weather we've been getting, hopefully it, it hangs around. But um, I was thinking that night we could host a run, just in the neighborhood, and then kind of come back to the showroom to hang out for for a few. Uh, so if anyone's interested in that, please reach out. Um, obviously, you have to be in New York City and and available uh it would probably be at 5 p.m go for a quick run and then come back and hang out yeah at the showroom cool something i want to like underline there is i know we do a lot of community activities in new york city and that's just by virtue of like bandwidth and where we are today and it's super important for us to own new york city because it's such a hub and so many people come here like we have somebody from brazil who's visiting next week who's going to come and hang out with us right like we want people to know that when they come to New York City, that they can come to Wolaco Wednesdays, that they can stop by the office in the showroom, that they can, you know, like we can go grab a, a workout class somewhere. Like we are that accessible um, when it comes to, to New York City. But when we think about expansion, like of course we wanna do Wolaco Wednesday in Boston. Like of course we wanna have a team in Austin that's like hosting workouts and events. Like that, that is where we wanna be. So we have so much energy for all of that. And like, please just keep banging down the door there because when we are ready to kind of 
hit the go button. Like we're going to reach out to the people that have reached out to us. So it's coming. It's, you know, it's New York city is just home for us right now. Um, and for the, you know, for the foreseeable future. So, you know, take advantage of that. Ready? Next question. Yep. Cool. Uh, cheaper prices exclamation point with a monkey emoji. Pricing. We have a, no, no, have like a real POV on this. No, I do. I do. We make, we make, we, (laughs) we source the highest quality stuff. I mean, I, and Terry, we haven't raised our prices in three and a half years. Yeah. The compression short we make today costs the same amount of money that it cost three and a half years ago. Right. And tariffs are, are directly impacting our business. <laughs> and people, when we say tariffs, we mean we, we source the actual fabric and the trims from places overseas, and then we construct it in Southern California. So just to import those materials into the U S costs more money. And we still haven't raised the prices. This is one like I'm, that I'm passionate about because you know, you put a lot of effort into making a quality good and like, listen guys, like we, we, we're redoing the short, the worn short and upgrading it in a major way. And like, just to make sure that it's worth the price point, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody, somebody called us out a couple of weeks ago on that. And like we're addressing it every single day, but as it relates to compression, like, you know, you want cheaper prices. I understand. Um, we, <clears throat> we do a ton of like, you know, we, we do, we discount twice a year, Northmore season and black Friday through cyber Monday. Like there's new customers get $10 off their first purchase. Like there's definitely ways, ways around it. Like, and cheaper prices, like let's work together, find five new people that you turned onto the brand and like happy to figure out how to make that worth your while. Right. For sure. I'm fired up. <laughs> well, our, our, um, business is actually, you know, we're, we are an e-commerce first business. So that means we typically, you know, and we are building up kind of our, our wholesale distribution a bit right now, but for the most part we have, we've kind of cut out that, that middleman, that middle distributor. So all things considered, we have more margin to work with which is why we've invest we we are able to invest in higher quality materials that actually end up costing you know they end up costing a lot more and it's what allows us to put out a higher quality product the larger incumbent incumbents in the in the uh in our industry call them by name uh like a Nike or an Under Armour uh once they've, they've reached such such scale that they're actually, you know, in order for them to grow their business and, and continue to make more money, they actually need to subtract uh, quality and construction nuances in order to increase margin because they're driving such volume of product that an incremental two pennies saved for them is a million bucks. Yep. So... You know, they are in the business of stripping and reducing complexity because their major business is driven by wholesale, which means they need the middleman to distribute the product for them. Um, and once you reach such scale, you know, stripping pennies away, is, you know, can can have a major um, impact on your bottom line. So, you know, we, we champion our e-commerce business and being able to retain that margin so that we can go and, and actually build quality products that'll last. 
Um, but yeah, you know, and we try to be fair and, you know, I, I think that we are, we, we have a very close eye on what's going on around us and, and, you know, what the market looks like. And, um, to Nick's point, they're also creative ways. We, we give, we, uh, we offer windows to, to come in at a discount, um, at a pretty regular cadence. Cool. So we've got seven questions left and I think we can do it in four minutes. You ready? Yeah. Cool. Make a running specific short. We're working on it right now and actually we will be launching. That was, that's one of the July and we actually have a couple styles that are running specific that we're working on. So we are on that July. Yeah. Like one in July like, and then, one, say then here? one, one in August, one July, one in August. Yeah. It's happening. You know what I think we're going to do with these, by the way, with, um, with these questions, I think we can write the question and then the timestamp that it is in the podcast so that people can go back and like find their question and then just go to that place. Yeah. Cool. Wallaco Wednesday in Boston, question mark, kissy face. We need to go back and check to see if this is the same person that asked for Wilco Wednesday in Boston. It isn't. It's another person. Okay, it's another person. It's a different person. That's important information. It is. Um, okay. It is. Cool. Taken. We're processing. Pickles. I like. I'm gonna. That was no, no, no. Oh, it's a different person. We'll but we just gotta. We gotta connect everybody with that guy. Yeah. He's. He's just the best. We'll see if he teaches on Wednesday. Maybe he can offer people a discount in and I like that a lot. Turn it into a Wilco Wednesday. Cool. Uh, I'm from Brazil, going to the USA next week. Exclamation point. Where can I find your clothes? Question mark. I will be in NYC. Dude, like this guy's got to come by. Yeah. Doors wide open. It works perfect. We have showroom hours on Thursday evening. I will reply to him. I will let him know. Nick will reply, but. If, if you're if you're in the U.S. from anywhere, I don't care if it's Topeka, Kansas, or South America, right? In the U.S. If you are in the New York, U, New York if you are <laughs> in New York City, and you don't and you and you and you really fuck with us, right? And if you don't make it a point to come and stop by and say hello or get a sweat in or go to Wolico Wednesday, you're playing yourself. Like if you're in New York City, and you don't live here. And you really, really like like what we've got going on, and you don't make it a point. Like we're so accessible, we're gonna become more accessible. But like, the door is open. Terry's gonna get on the phone with somebody today that gave us extensive feedback last. Terry, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So Nick, just as long as you respond to their texts, I will respond to their. T- these are like friends. These these two people are like you know they they're like homies. So they know, like, you know, I'm on, the, I'm on a lifelong pursuit with these two guys. So, you know, hopefully they, they understand that and they get that. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, we've got a minute left to answer four questions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, sizing and colors. I think he's saying additional sizes, more colors. So the extra smalls of the world, the triple XLs potentially, and then more colors. Got it. Okay, received. Uh, you all want to sponsor my Placid Lax team. Been a buyer since the Kickstarter. Team Wolico! Exclamation point. I think that there's probably a, a good fit here for a conversation with Howard, our head of wholesale, to figure out if we can, you know, maybe take on a, a small portion of some of the overhead costs and offer it at a more cost-efficient price point to sponsor a team. Yeah, we need to understand what what he means by sponsor, but yeah, but yeah, reach yeah. reach out to us. Cool. 
Um, any thoughts on more lifestyle apparel gear? Love the tech gear, but would love everyday stuff. We're launching the Way of Life collection, and this is essentially going to be really our first well-articulated stab at that. Yep. Working with our new designer. And, Who's a killer. Um, yeah, and we want to – so just quickly, we want to make that – the, the idea of lifestyle apparel more regular. It's something we've wrestled with over time because we, we really truly, truly deeply care about technical apparel and really being the best um, at the core of what we do in within that kind of technical performance apparel category. But lifestyle apparel to us is, is over time, we've, we really come, come to the opinion that it's almost equally important because we want for us, it really is a way of life and we want people to be able to take our apparel with them wherever they go and integrate it into their, their daily lives, even if it means that they're not out there sweating. So, um, we're going to keep, keep rolling on that and, uh, hopefully there'll be some, some cool stuff soon. Yeah, no, I agree. And for like the, the Wallaco NYCT is, is our was our first stab at that it's a heavier weight cotton tea you can wear it friday saturday sunday right like it's it's a little bit more fashionable it's fashionable a word yeah yeah sure um and you know for us it's god we just want to do a few things really really good right and we think that we've got you know a good foundation of stuff and we're working harder than ever to like elevated every day, actually harder than ever. We're putting more money and resources and focus on the technical construction of our foundational items more than ever. Right. Um, so now that we're, you know, we're moving in that direction, it does give us the ability to kind of like pick our heads up and see what other items that we could add to the collection that would complement. And I think something that we haven't talked a ton about, but is well positioned for this is like, what is the right collab look like? Like who is the brand that we believe in that already does lifestyle better? And how do we potentially do something that's, you know, mm -hmm. comes from a place of, of like minds? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all the questions we've got this week. Terry, any parting words? No, just um, have a great Memorial, Memorial Day, Day weekend. Yeah, wow. It's a big one. It's crazy. You know, the most important part of Memorial Day weekend for me, like, again, realizing, like, life stages, right? A couple years out of college, like, you, you hop on that early train down to the beach, and then it's just debauchery for a few days. You get a little bit older, and you're going to space the time out. Maybe you don't go down till Saturday or Sunday. You enjoy a day at the beach with family. That right there, like, underlining that is just, you know, find the ones that you really care about and love and spend these long weekends with them. Sorry to get like preachy preachy. Um, and then bring a pair of, uh, bring a pair of Northmore shorts with you and, and make sure that you take advantage of that sun being outside. Yeah, I love going to the beach and, you know, waking up as early as I can, but also letting myself rest and going for a nice, nice long run uh, while I'm at the beach because it's flat, no hills. Yeah. You can just cruise. Yeah. Maybe get a little sun. I actually prefer getting sun while running. I think it's kind of like, uh, I prefer it to laying on the beach. Yes. And just frying. Yep. Um, just kill a few birds with one stone. Um, Sound advice. 
Yeah. Very good. All right, everyone. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep this going. How can we be better? Episode three. Thanks for tuning in.